weekend is here. You can stream and download your favorite moments on 5fm.co.za. It's 5fm Extra Loud Mornings, and today we're here to help you with your health, but on a holistic level. We're going back to the basics, my friend, all the way down to your food. Chatting to us is Hillet Milner, who's a registered clinical dietitian who runs her own private practice and also has her own wellness blog called Sunrise by HM. Hillet, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hillet, I'm sure that you've had all different types of people coming in through your doors with different issues and almost, I'm going to guess, 80-90% of them have some kind of issue that could have been fixed by food. Am I right or am I right? hundred percent. A hundred percent right. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to getting your food right, how, how difficult is it for an individual? Is it like a one-size-fits-all approach or is it very specific to each person and their genetic makeup? So uh, holistic health and, and getting your health right is definitely a very personalized approach. There is no one-size-fits-all. Everyone's mm. got different medical conditions, different genes. They've got different bacteria growing in their gut, um, different lifestyles that affect their health. So certainly a one-size-fits-all approach is not the correct approach to to have comes to your health and your well-being. So when you see people who are now all doing the um, Atkins diet, all doing keto, that's not necessarily the right thing to do? Or yes, it will work for, for everyone? So it's definitely not necessarily the right thing to do. Because I knew it. Hi. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> if we take keto, for example, um, and very high fat diet, some people suffer from certain medical conditions or have certain genes that actually cannot break down those particular fats. So it actually worsens their health condition and doesn't allow them to lose weight. Or maybe it might let them lose weight initially, but it's not something that's sustainable for their body. So you see people jumping on and off fad diets all the time instead of following a holistic and healthy lifestyle, which suits them. Mm. It's so difficult here and, and media doesn't help. And I, I'm not going to say that I'm part of media, but I kind of am. But like media doesn't help because there's always a fad diet and a celebrity who's doing something amazing. What I have seen that does tend to work is planning. Like if you find what works for you in terms of food, then you're less likely to reach for something that you shouldn't be eating, the highly processed, highly salty, highly sugary snacks, etc. Food prep is always like one of those things that's like a good go-to, regardless of what that food is preparing in advance is like planning not to fail, which is great. But here's the question that I've got for you, Hedit, and I'm, I'm hoping you can help me with this. If let's say I want to start plan- planning my meals on Sunday, by Friday, those things have been cooking in the fridge there. Cooking in the fridge. Those things have been sitting in the fridge there for like five days. So freezing would obviously be the, the right thing to do. But then don't you just diminish all the nutritional value that that food had in the first place? You might as well just be eating the processed stuff then. So I think people have quite a big misperception on um, the nutritional impact of fresh versus frozen. The mm. first question that you have to ask is how fresh is fresh? So. You know, it's quite difficult. Overseas, you'd be walking around and there'd be a big fresh organic market where you're buying all your produce from and it's quite easily accessible because of the foot traffic. Whereas here, we're going often, more more often than not, we're going to the supermarkets, buying fresh produce off the shelf that has been harvested a few weeks ago and then it's been held in a cold truck and then it's been sat sat on the fridge um, or the fridge storage in the shop and then it's in your fridge. Mm. So at fresh versus frozen obviously some of the nutrients do get diminished 
when they are in their frozen state. But there are so many other nutrients, in fact, that get preserved. And often what we find through the research is that your frozen food, even when you're purchasing it frozen, let's say take frozen vegetables, for example, mm. might have certain phytonutrients or vitamins and minerals that are found in higher concentrations than your fresh once you've actually kept it in your fridge and cooked it at the end of the day. So oh. a, good, a good rule of thumb would be have a combination of fresh and frozen. So if you're utilizing frozen food, always add something like fresh greens, fresh rocket or spinach or something like that on your plate um, where you want those particular nutrients to be preserved. But I think there is a big misperception on the nutritional value that frozen food can give us. Would you be able to help us with um, knowing which foods can freeze well and which foods can't? It sounds like such a basic thing, but I still I still think that there's many misconceptions and, and maybe you would have a better understanding of which ones can, you know, two weeks, this is good. This one, maybe one week max. Um, the berries blows my mind because I know a lot of people do smoothies with berries and they're frozen and that type of thing. To me, I think the vitamins would be gone like like this, but it seems to be a really popular fad. Do you, do you have some advice regarding foods that can and can't be frozen? So I think most foods can be frozen. It also depends on like the the, the texture and the palatability of the food, not, not necessarily the nutritional content after they've been frozen. Mm. Um, many people can freeze um, kale and spinach and your, your green leafy veg, but when you're going to be utilizing them in a dish, you would then have to utilize them in a stew or something that is going to be a moist cooking environment. Otherwise, it would have absorbed a lot of water. And when it defrosts, it becomes quite wilted and soggy and it doesn't really taste that good. A lot of your starchy vegetables, also like your butternut and pumpkin, retain a lot of water. So when you're defrosting them to cook, the texture has changed quite a bit. Mm. Um, in terms of your, obviously your proteins freeze very well and you do have some vegetables and, and fruit that also freeze well. Let's take berries, for example. A lot of their antioxidant capacity is preserved when they're frozen and they might even have a higher antioxidant capacity versus your fresh ones that have been sitting in your fridge for a week mm. because exposed to light and oxygen. So the nutritional composition is then changed. Um, so I do think most fruits can freeze well. It just depends also on the, on the texture of the foods afterwards as well. So more yours, your starchy vegetables and your starches don't freeze as well as your proteins and, and some of your vegetables that don't have that, you know, like butternut and pumpkin and potatoes that don't freeze as well as some mm. of your other beans, corn, peas, those kind of vegetables. Most fruits freeze freeze well. Um, so that's something that's that's great to do. And also, if you see something going off, you know, before it reaches that point of going off, it's a good opportunity to freeze it so that you, you're increasing the shelf life of a product. I am the absolute worst when it comes to something that's about to, to go off. Um, I'll be like, it's fine. Let's live on the wild side. Let's just see because like <laughs> stronger. If you if you live, what's a what's a little runny tummy? Yeah? No, it's 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 bad. <laughs> Living on the edge, like oh, this cheese has got some fungus. Cut it off. Eat the cheese. It's fine. Everything is good here. And you like, otherwise you end up throwing away too many things. You throw away too many foods. Um, when it's, no. when it comes to your diet, Heather. Are you yes. are you a pre-preparer freezer? Do you have like special containers that you use? Is there like a hint or a tip or are you a only fresh food person? So I would say just by, you know, the nature of my passion for cooking 
I probably use more fresh produce because I love being in the kitchen. So I'm someone who can come home from work later and and be prepared, not prepared, but I'd actually be quite happy to to wind down and and have some fun in the kitchen, even if it is a little bit late. There definitely are some meals that if I'm cooking extra, I do freeze. So I always recommend to my patients if they cooking, let's say mince meat, for example, to make a bigger batch and then freeze a portion. There's lots of BPA-free plastic containers and even like plastic sealed Ziploc bags, which you can freeze in. Um, what's, what's BPA, if you don't mind me asking? So BPA is a, is a chemical that's found in most of your plastic, well, in all of your plastic containers, unless it's BPA-free. And it actually mimics estrogen in the body. So it has an effect where it binds to your estrogen receptors and it increases the endogenous, which means your body's own estrogen production, which we definitely find in terms of sex hormone balance when we're looking at um, sex-driven, sex-hormone-driven cancers, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and things like that. We want to make sure that we are reducing the amount of BPA that, that we use. So if you are cooking in advance... And you are freezing in plastic containers that isn't BPA-free. My recommendation would be you have to wait for the food to cool down before you put it in the plastic. Because the warming up of the plastic releases the BPA into the food. So otherwise freeze in glass or wait for it to cool down and then put it in plastic and then um, pop it in the freezer. Amazing. I love that. And I think that's where we can wrap it up. Hillet, you are a wealth of knowledge. I'd love to have a chat to you about other things like veganism, vegetarianism, pescatarianism, yeah. all Mediterranean diet, like different diets, because that, like that to me is the new taboo. If you want to have a fight with someone, talk about your preferences of what you like to eat. So this would be an amazing chat to have um, down the line. Uh, let me wrap up this interview. Otherwise, it's going to sound like I'm ending the interview with the start of a new interview, which is not professional. <laughs> um uh, Hillet, I think that's where we can leave it. Thank you so much. I, I've learned a Perfect. lot. Perfect. That was so short. Yeah. <laughs> so much information to give. <laughs> These interviews are always so hard. I mean, I know because I usually give do like talks and like Instagram or um, courses and stuff, but it's there's so much information. So it's like hard to like consolidate it all in one. You want to like give, you know, yeah. Always oh, I mean, I think that just shows that you're good at what you do and you like what you do, which is great, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. If you're like, what am I going to say? I'm struggling. I don't know how. Like, that would be a bad oh, no, sign, no, no. but you're doing good. I'm the kind of person who can go forever, so. <laughs> Hila, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for pleasure. sharing pleasure, with, pleasure. Our, with our listeners. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to chat to you soon right here on 5FM Extra Loud Mornings. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I need you to just wrap it up. Um, that's Hillet Milner, registered clinical dietitian, running her own private practice right here. On five of them extra loud mornings. The weekend is here. You can stream and download your favorite moments on 5fm.co.za.